Love the nouns, love the pronouns, impersonal and personal. Love the words from ELFM. So you're listening to Love the Words here on East Leeds FM from Chapel FM Art Centre. It we're live today, and I've got a lovely group of of young, younger, older people here uh, in the studio. People who meet here on a Thursday afternoon when we have our older people's kind of club, really uh, chaired and hosted by Age Age Concerns, Jackie and myself and Katie and other people here at Chapel FM. So it's lovely to have you here. Can we say, we'll say hello as if we're live and we're here? Hello. Hello. hello! Fantastic. We've been doing, I've been meeting with this fantastic group for the last eight weeks. It's been really, really lovely on a Thursday afternoon. We've been doing so, something called writing for radio, but and we haven't done a lot of writing writing, although we have done a bit, but we have created some characters and made some stories. So first of all, I'm going to just, we the way we introduce ourselves when we get to together in the group we say how we are but we say how we are in a certain kind of way so um kath i'm going to ask you today if you were going to if you were a kind of water today what would you be a raging ocean a stream a lake something how would you describe your your state of mind i'd be a nice deep cold reservoir of drinking water i think clear yeah, clear, so you can see what's going on at the bottom, and yeah, just very, very gentle and calm. Wonderful. Thanks very much, Kath. Colin? I'd, I'd like to be a waterfall, ah. with the stream running over and a cave at the bottom, right. where it'd be very nice to see some wild animals in it. What sort of wild animals? Like a bear. A bear? Yes. This is not Yorkshire we're talking about here. (laughs) (laughs) Any waterfall. Any waterfall. Egg Lovely. Something like that. Ah, lovely. Again, clear water, flowing water, nice and cold. It's very refreshing. I'm feeling refreshed and cooled even as I... Along with your clear, cool lake. Thank you very much. We're feeling very cool today, obviously. Peter, how about you? Uh, well, I think I'd be uh, a river um, with some nice trout in and able to swim about and do whatever I wanted. Great. So enough, uh, clean enough water to support some lovely wildlife like trout. Wonderful. Thank you very much. And Barry? And I'd be, I think, after hearing all the other people, I think I'd be a bit of a working thing. I'd be a stream. I'd like to be a stream that's going past... A mill grinding corn. <coughs> and I'm working the water wheel, but it's not taking any effort. I'm just drifting past it, and I can see it working, and everything's cool. Excuse the pun. You're very cool. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks very much, Barry. And as for me, I'm Peter. Yeah, I started off the day a bit muddy, a bit of a muddy stream. But I think I've been, uh, but I've been clearing throughout the day, and now I'm, I'm being with you lot. I'm feeling very cool and clear. So that's okay. And I'm going to be asking you guys who are sitting around the same question a bit later on, and you're at an advantage because so you, you can have a bit of a think first. First of all, though, yeah, it's lovely to be here with you. Uh, Peter, you've been doing some craft stuff, haven't you? Tell us about that. Uh, well, I'm just, uh, I've, I've been dragged into most of it by my wife, uh, and I've, uh, I have 
started to do some and do some things on my own. I do beading, um, necklaces, things like that. Mm. Uh, I have done silversmithing in the past. Um, and I cut eggs uh, for my wife so she can decorate them. They're very beautiful. Have you seen the egg? Have you been working on the eggs? Colin, let, tell us about the eggs if you wouldn't. Have you been doing that? I haven't done anything with the eggs. Uh, I think I was missing that particular week when he brought the eggs. Yeah. So I don't know. Right. I've, I've seen them, but yeah. I don't know a lot about them. They're very lovely looking, aren't they? They're very nice, yeah. Very beautifully intricate, real. What is a Fabergé egg? I've never known what a Fabergé egg is. Go on, Peter, tell us. Well, I'm, I, I'm not sure myself, but Fabergé was uh, a Russian um, jeweller. And he produced uh, some very uh, exclusive uh, jewelled eggs um, or egg shapes uh, with uh, precious metals and and, and uh, precious and semi-precious gems. Got a Fabergé egg around the house, Barry? I've got one or two, I think, knocking about. I just can't find them, really. <laughs> we keep looking, though, but we haven't found any. But I'm sure they won't be as magnificent as... Yeah. Dot and uh, Peter's eggs were absolutely magnificent, weren't they? Absolutely wonderful. Really, really an eye-opener for me. I've never seen anything quite like them. So thanks very much for bringing those in and working with us uh, on those. Right, we're going to hear now something that we did a bit earlier in the series... Um, we uh, had a theme which was say yes. To, I think that was, wasn't it? When did we call it? Say yes. Just say yes. Just say yes. The idea that it was basically, you know, things came along and then rather than go, ooh, I don't know, you might want to go, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll try that, which is what you've been doing and what actually you're doing now because some of you have never been in a broadcast studio before. Uh, so you you are just saying yes. Anyway, we had a think and we had a bit of a, yeah, did some writing and talking about this theme, and we're going to hear now people's reflections on those words, just say yes. Have you a charger? I wonder if there's anybody here who could give us an example of when they might have been a bit reluctant or hesitant to say yes, but actually did take that risk and said yes, and what's the outcome? Is there anybody here that uh, has done that? Yeah, I certainly have. <laughs> and it's a word of warning. Be careful out there, because it sounds great. Just, oh, just say yes. The only trouble with it is I am now Morris dancing. I've got to wear a suit of armour on St George's Day and I've got to learn to play the piano accordion. So it's just a, a word of warning. Think about it before you say yes. It's a great thing and it will help you through life and it does get you on, but be careful. Souvenir, skin chat, le monde nous téléporte. easy jet setter, a chance cup of coffee in a, a cafe in, in Leeds City Centre a few months ago eventually led us to come in here through Age UK, um, who were holding a, a, a coffee morning. And me and my friend just walked past, saw it, and there were people sort of beckoning us in, and we went in. 
and we had a lovely couple of hours just talking to people and we found out about Chapel FM and the uh, sessions that, that Jackie from Age UK carries out here and we said yeah we'll go to that and I brought my auntie Alda along with us and for the last couple of months we've been coming here and it's summer, if, if somebody says to me six months ago this is what, what you would be how you would be spending your Thursday afternoons I'd, I thought oh I don't think so but actually it's been great yeah I'm quite happy to come here on Thursday with Debbie and Carol yeah. because it were because of you I, I found uh, something to do yeah. on a Thursday didn't I yeah. And I've been good coming here. Yeah? We do enjoy it, yes. Thank you. Yes, I have a, a colleague in one of the bands that I play in, and he introduced me to Heydays, which is uh, on a Wednesday where we turn up at uh, around about 10 o'clock and it goes on till 3 o'clock and there's all different types of genres that go on. I do play reading, uh, we do music in a conservatoire, I'm in a choir and I've met so many different people from all different jobs and things they do, uh, shared tables with people and had all this cross-conversations, what they've done in the past and what they do now. And if that hadn't have been for the fact that uh, my good friend suggested this to me, I was still know what, would not know what to do with myself, and I've just found it so helpful. And I'd just like to say... Um, I, I don't like going down a dark road here, but when I lost my wife, it's actually like um, you don't know where to go. But I can actually recommend to people who feel like that that there's a lot to do. You've just got to go out, look, ask a library like I did. They put me on to uh, uh, the, the community hubs, which have helped me so much. And um, so in this fact of like saying yes... This is one of the times when if someone asks you to do something you've never done before, just say yes and try it. It may work for you, it may not. It worked for me, and personally, I can highly recommend it. Souvenir, screenshot, le monde nous téléporte. VIP, easy jet setter, ethnicity et ailleurs. So here we go then. Are we ready for this poem, which we've written in nine minutes? That's not bad for writing a poem, is it? Nine minutes at this time of the afternoon. It's called Say Yes. There are many times in life we say, what am I going to do today? There's nowhere to go. It's raining outside. What can I do to turn the tide? A knock on the door. And somebody said... Are you coming out or staying in bed? It's up to me to get out of this mess. As from today, I'll just say yes! (laughs) 
So, just saying yes. Thank you for that. All wonderful words of wisdom and that, yeah, a great philosophy, just saying yes to things. So, yeah, in the, in the context of that, we, uh, you said yes to some strange hats uh, early on that I brought in. I brought in a selection of hats and we sort of took off from there, really, didn't we? Uh, Kath, do you remember anything about the hats? Yeah, there was um, a flat hat. There was a trilby that was about two sizes too small for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a sort of Scottish type hat, yeah. which I can't remember what they're called. Tamashantas? Tamashanta. Um, and a couple of others as well. Um, and we made a lot, we made five characters out of the five hats. Wonderful stuff. Yeah, anybody, just, just for our listeners, Barry, anything you can remember from those characters? Any, any of the characters you remember especially? Oh, of course, yeah, I can remember Wayne. Margaret here, yeah. I can't see. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Margaret and myself, we, we came up with a camera from a baseball camp that, yeah. that, said chi- that said Chicago on it. And we came up with a character from there as we all sort of took our turns of doing it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and uh, I can remember Mary Quant, that, that were another one, that were Colin. I think she was called Camilla. Camilla. No relation. No relation. No relation. <laughs> Child, no. Yes, but you you really got into this character, didn't you? In the sense of yes, yeah, so we she you know. And tell us about Camilla briefly. Do you remember anything? Well, uh, she lived in Chelsea. Yeah, and the, the hat was just like Mary Quant used to wear. Yeah, go on. Yeah, and a uh, father was a very <coughs> rich man. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the company. He, You've got a big store in Leeds. Yes. Oh, that one. Harvey Nicks. Harvey Nicks, yes, yes. That's that's right. That's the name of a father. Yes, yes. And obviously she had plenty of money. Fantastic. And and anybody else you remember? We remember Alistair. Alistair. He started off life as Robert. Yeah, he started off as Robert. Or Bob. Or Bob. Uh, He was born in Featherstone and he wore the flat hat. He did. Anything else about him that you remember? Peter. You need the microphone near you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, he lived in a flat uh, opposite um, somebody he had a fascination for, um, who was a musician and um, played in an orchestra. Her name was? Phoebe. 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 Her name was Phoebe. And Alistair, yes, had a little bit of a, a faraway passion, didn't he, for, for, for Phoebe. And we kind of developed this story to the point where, you know, he, he eventually there was a situation where she had a flood and she had to go and talk to him. And we had a lovely moment where Barry and, who was it who won't improvise? <coughs> but, ah, the wonderful Kath. They, they improvised this scene between the two of them and that was their meeting. But before that, uh, when he was in his sort of faraway... Uh, phase. He wrote a poem for Valentine's Day. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. And um, rather in the manner of the, the say just say yes poem, we wrote a poem together. It took about 15, 20 minutes. So there was a lot of bawdy humour, I remember. Slightly carry on, we got. Uh, <laughs> it didn't go the way we wanted it to go, really. <laughs> but in the end... That, that, w- that wasn't us. No, no, no. That, that was... Jackie, you're Jackie. not here. <laughs> yeah, she, she took it to another place, didn't she? But she there did. we go. Yeah, but we, we, we wrote a Valentine's poem for Alistair. Well, Alistair's va- a Valentine's poem for Phoebe. So 
in a minute we're going to hear a live um, a live performance of uh, a musical setting that Pop has done of that poem. But first of all, I think it'd be good to actually just hear the poem that we created over that the 10 or 15 minutes in that session. So let's hear Alistair's Valentine's poem to Phoebe. This is the Valentine card poem from um, Alistair to Phoebe. I hear your music from across the hall, but do you notice me at all? Your jaunty hat and your unique style, I long for the day when I make you smile. I've admired admired you from afar, like the glimpse of a twinkling star. Come with me to wine and dine, I'd love you to be my Valentine. Well, that wasn't very wholehearted. Let's do do the last two lines again. Okay, let's come in with the last line. I'd love you to be my Valentine. Come with me to wine and dine. I'd love you to be my Valentine. So, uh, that, that, that singing there wasn't pop. But, but mm-hmm. Pop is now going to sing the musical setting that he has done of Valentine's poem. Pop, do you want to say first of all? Yes. How, did, did this take you a long time, or how did how did it go? <laughs> I'm not going to disclose that. <laughs> it's your creative process. <laughs> it it I, it might have taken two weeks, but a certain person didn't send me the lyrics. <laughs> but we're not mentioning any names. <laughs> no, we won't mention. <laughs> we don't. We don't mention names. <laughs> Well, considering you had five minutes, you've done a brilliant job. (laughs) So here we go. I hear your music across the hall, but you don't notice me at all. Your jaunty hat, your unique style, I long for the day when I make you smile. Like the 
If I'd given it, if I'd sent it to you two weeks ago, you might have had too long to think about it. You see, you might not have made it such a great. It was good timing, Peter. Yeah, it was good, good timing. Good timing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much, Pop. And we're going to hear a bit more from Pop later on, and also from Phil. They're going to sing a sea shanty for us. Uh, but first of all, we're going to hear uh, the writing that we did. I asked people to think about a place that they had been to that they really remembered fondly, or they still go to, and to write a postcard as if they were there to paint that picture of that place. So here we're going to listen. We're going to listen now. Well, we used to go to Bridlington on holiday. My dad, me, and my husband and two children. We always walked down the front where all sports, what do you call them, roundabouts and that was. And there were some stairs what left down to sand. And we always went down there and we always sat there. And then my dad would go walk us. And we always knew what he'd come back with. Four big oranges. <laughs> but I loved it there because we always seemed to pick a nice day. And it was nice blue sky, sea. Not a blue skier, not a blue skier, Bridlington, were it? Never blue. Never blue, no. But we loved it there. We always enjoyed the week we were there. And I remember my granddaughter went out on one of them speedboats and it broke down outside. <laughs> I don't know if he thought we needed our vitamin C, but he did it regular. <laughs> always brought four oranges back. Uh, this is about an holiday that we had at Lundudno, one of my favourite places. Um, dear all, having a lovely time here in Lundudno. Weather has been hit and miss, raining yesterday, but today is sunny and warm. We are going on a boat trip later. Uh, tomorrow, going up the Great Arm on the train. We'll see you soon. Love, Margaret. Me- Flying low over where the grasses grow. A, fish, a fishing holiday in Shropshire with seven mates. And we used to go to different lakes each day and used to be there first thing in the morning before the, day, before the daylight came up. And we were just sat there hoping we have a good day's fishing, doing different, you know, different, different types. And then catching the fish, weighing them, picturing them, and and then put them back, and then go back and catch them another day, and then going for a, a few jars after, <laughs> and a decent meal. Cause, yeah. Well, <clears throat> this one is like my first time I ever went to the coast to stay. We all we only went on day trips when I was a kid, and it was at Filey in a caravan, so. My postcard is, Hiya Sam, having a great time in our caravan at Filey. <laughs> We're playing cricket every night and we get up early and go down to the sea just to swim in the sea because we can. And hopefully we're going to stick all mums and dads at, at a big cricket match at the end of the week. So hope all rise at home. See you soon. I'll bring you some rock. Barry. <laughs> Thank you. 
My postcard is about memories of being in the, or, or on the Isle of Skye and uh, sitting there camping and having a barbecue. And so you just imagine all the fumes of the smoke, but it was uh, sort of willowing, willowing around and I could see the lock. So I wrote this postcard uh, sitting in the evening sun and just watching the sun as it fell be below the scotch mist. I can hear the ripples of the lock as, as the water washes over the pebbles. The sound of somebody playing a mournful tune on the bagpipes is drifting over from afar and I'm haunted by the shadows forming as dark draws near. I wait by the, the campfire as it turns the spit with my delicious food. That means to Dorothy. For a nice day with you at the party with all those people and children. It was a wonderful day. I could do it again, any time. It was absolutely wonderful, yeah. So many people after the seeing nobody. It was, oh, it was lovely, yeah. These are greetings from Ravenscar on the East Coast where we go every January for a few days. And I'm stood on the cliffs and it's early morning in Ravenscar and the sun is just rising in the east, bathing the sea in a golden sunshine. And across the bay, I can see Robin Hood's Bay and it, it looks like a picture postcard. There's a couple of small fishing boats going out to sea from Robin Hood's Bay. And I can hear the seals calling to each other far below me. But breakfast is calling for me and for them. It's been a lovely day. This is just a memoir of happier days. I'm sitting with Sandra at the seafront at Bridlington. It is now just getting dark. The sea has become very calm. We just love hearing the waves. They gently break onto the shore. To hear the sound of the sea as it quietens down for the night, like the rest of it all around us, there's just so many happy memories that I have at Bridlington, at South Shore. I miss so much. Bridlington, that was our favorite place and the first place ever since we were married where we used to go. That's it. So you're listening to Love the Words here on East Leeds FM from Chapel FM Arts Centre. And I'm with the Writing for Radio group on a Thursday afternoon. We're listening to some of the things we've been doing over the last eight or nine weeks. And that, those were some really lovely pieces of writing that were done by this group. Uh, postcards written from places that were, have been important to the writers, to the people in the room. Very moving and very beautiful. So thank you for, for, for doing those. Um, I've got three new people uh, on the table here, or rather at the table, not on the table. They're not <laughs> dancing on the table. Uh, uh, but, and uh, we've got my... Hello, Margaret. How are you doing? 
I'm fine, thank you. Lovely to have you <laughs> yeah. here. So, Margaret, if you, how are you feeling today? If you were a piece of water? Um, if I water, um, I feel like a babbling brook going through the countryside, going over rocks, round rocks, and, and travelling, ending up in the sea, I suppose. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe you end up in the river and then in the sea. Yeah, the going river. Going all the way and down the, in yeah, the sea, yeah. wonderful. Thank you very much. Mm. Hello, Eunice. Hello. How about you? If you were a piece of water today, to, if we're going to describe your mood today as a piece of water. I'd like to go onto the beach and walk into the water and paddle in the water and just just wash all around me, and, you know. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds, that sounds nice. Thank you very much. And, uh, and Phil? Well, I would be a raging ocean. <gasps> most of this week, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I've been singing sea shanties at Leeds Playhouse with the Heydays group, and uh, that's kept me well and truly watered. <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell us about about the shanties because they seem to see some shanties seem to have had a kind of revival during this whole two years. Well, been they a lot haven't of, they? Yeah, tell us why they've had a resurrection. There was a young man who did one on TikTok, I think it was, and somehow that took off and brought sea shanties back into the public awareness. And um, it's community working songs. That's what they are. They were never written or sung for an audience. Now they are. But they're wonderful, rousing tunes, and you can have a lot of fun singing them, which is what we're doing. Well, we're going to hear one uh, in, a, in a few minutes to finish off the show in a few minutes' time. Thank you. And Eunice, you've been coming for a couple of weeks. Are you enjoying coming here? Very much, yeah. very much, yeah. What's the best thing about it? Uh, well, it's just meeting people and not realising how, how different, you know, how different everybody is and how interesting it is to be able to talk to people and express your feelings. And uh, it's lovely, 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 lovely company. That's really nice to hear. Yeah, Great. lovely company. Oh, I'm glad you're here, and I'm, you know, I know you're local, so yeah, yeah. lovely company. Great. And Margaret, what about you? I know you've you do all the crafty stuff. Yeah. But uh, do you enjoy coming here? Yes, I do. Yes, it it just gets me out knowing things, you know. And every week it's different, you know, and meeting all different people and that. Yes, I really enjoy it. Yes. Well, it's been lovely. It's something you. to look forward to, isn't it? It yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely, in the middle of the week. So it's no, well, lovely to have you all as part. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed being with you this last eight or nine weeks. It's been fantastic fun. I really look forward to the Wednesdays. Mm. So, uh, oh, is it Thursday, Thursday today? Thursday. 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 I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all over the shop. Anyway, we're going to have to finish very soon. So what we're going to do is, first of all, hear a, a really lovely song that Pop wrote. Paul, Pop, would you like to tell us a bit about the song before you sing it? Yeah, the song that I'm going to sing is a song that my sister wrote maybe 40 or 50 years ago uh, when she was married. Uh, Marion is not the best person to actually play instruments and things like that, but she has a very poetic ear and she's uh, had many of her poems uh, published and she just so happened to have said that she'd written a song. Uh, could I sort of turn it into a sexual song? So I said, well, I'll try, and this is what I uh, come up with. And it's simply called Blues in My Shoes.
I got the blues in my shoes. I got the blues in my shoes. My hands are a clapping, but my feet ain't a tapping. I got the blues in my shoes. Now I once knew a girl named Pearl. Seemed like a nice kind of girl. But she left before another turned out to be me brother. Now I've got the blues in my shoes. Yes, I got the blues in my shoes. Yes, I got those blues in my shoes. My hands are a clapping, but my feet ain't a tapping. I got the blues in my shoes. Now I decided to go on a cruise where I met a gal named Sue. She said, I see you clapping, but your feet, they ain't a-tapping. You've got the blues in them shoes. Yes, I've got the blues in my shoes. Yes, I've got those blues in my shoes. My hands are a-clapping, but my feet ain't a-tapping. I got the blues in my shoes. Now, Susie, she killed my blues. She put the soul back in my shoes. So now I lost the blues in my shoes Yes, I've lost the blues in my shoes Yes, I've lost those blues in my shoes So now I'm a-clapping Me feet there a-tapping I lost the blues in my shoes Yes, I've lost the blues in my shoes Yes, I've lost those blues in my shoes So now I'm a-clapping Me feet there a-tapping I've lost those blues in my shoes Thanks to Susie Lost those blues in my shoes She's a woozy I've lost those blues in my shoes I heard you do that recently at the open mic on the fourth Friday night of every uh, month here at Chapel FM. Popular is really good. Lovely thank you performance. Very much. Thank, you. thank you very much, Phil, for joining in. Uh, I just if like my to say, sisters listening, thank you, Marion, <laughs> yeah. for the song. Absolutely, thank you, Marion, for the words that have become the song. And Phil and and Pop are going to do a sea shanty to finish off with. But first of all, before uh, before we go, just like to have a shout out for those people who maybe not on speaking on the radio, but are in the room, like Dot, who's been very much part of uh, this group, and also Jackie, who's not here, and various other people, Alma and uh, Debbie, who you heard earlier, not here today, and a few other people who've come and uh, gone. But it's been uh, lovely to have you here. So first. Yeah, so last of all, I should say, thank you to Henry. Let's have a round of applause for him, for teching. Oh, we love him. Uh, we're going to hear, to finish off, Phil and Pop singing I Sea Shanty. Put him in the long boat till he's sober. Put him in the long boat till he's 
sober, a lie in the morning. Hey, hey, up she rises, way, hey, up she rises, way, hey, and up she rises, a lie in the morning. Pull out the plug and wet him all over. Pull out the plug and bring him all over. Pull out the plug and wet him all over. Early in the morning. Way, hey, up she rises. Way, hey, and up she rises. Way, hey, and up she rises. Early in the morning. Shave off his belly with a rusty razor. Shave off his belly with a rusty razor. Shave off his belly with a rusty razor. Early in the morn. All together. Oh, oh my, up she rises. Oh, my, up she rises. Oh, my, up she rises. Early in the morning. Put him in the scuppers with the hose Put him in the scuppers with a hose pipe on him. Put him in the scuppers with a hose pipe on him. Early in the morning. Oh, yeah, now. Oh, hey, hey, up she rises. Hey, hey, and up she rises. Way, hey, hey, and up she rises. Early in the morning. Hoist him up to the topsail yard. Um. Hoist him up to the topsail yard. Um. Hoist him up to the topsail yard. Early in the morning, hey, 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 up she rises, way, hey, up she rises, way, hey, and up she rises, early in the morning. Even by the leg in a running bowline, running by the leg in a running bowline, having by the leg in a running bowline, early in the morning, hurry, hey, up she rises, way, hey. Up she rises, way, hey, and up she rises, early in the morning. Oh, yeah. oh, hey, hey, up she rises, way, hey, up she rises, way, hey, up she rises, early in the morning. Love the control. Love the command. Love the space bar and the hard return. Love the words from East Leeds FM. Melissa Weedart Phillips. Angela was looking forward to seeing Venezia again. Since finishing university, she had worked at her mother's business, and it wasn't very often that it took her outside Firenze, but she had been asked to look at selling a house there through a recommendation. She had parked her car back on the mainland and was now being swept onto the main island by the train, water spanning out on either side of her. When she reached the island, 
she took a vaporetto along the canal, glad to be here in the summer, when flowers flowed in abundance from window boxes and tiny balconies, filling the place with colour. Soon she reached the villa she was looking to sell, and spoke with the owner, admiring the garden which was completely hidden from outside by high stone walls. When she had finished, she called her mother to let her know a deal had been made, before heading deeper into the city, wanting to get a coffee on her way to arrange for a photographer to go to the villa. Angela began to cross the Rialto Bridge, hurrying through the crowd, preoccupied with thoughts of organising everything for the sale of the villa. But then, out of nowhere, she heard music and laughter, cutting across the gentle buzz of conversations around her. She paused, thinking it sounded out of place, more old-fashioned, instrumental music, unlike anything she'd ever heard before. She turned to look, trying to see where it was coming from, and instead collided with another woman, making the woman's phone drop from her hand. Angela reached down instantly and picked it up, meeting the woman's gaze as she straightened. The woman had beautiful black hair, shorter than Angela's own, and her eyes were dark and inquisitive as she held Angela's gaze, before reaching out to take her phone back. Judging by her clothes, the woman was not Italian, Angela thought, before realising she had not spoken for several moments. She tried to pull herself together, unused to being lost for words, but then the woman smiled, and she still could not speak. "'Good morning. I'm Sofia,' the woman said in uncertain Italian. "'Buongiorno. Mi chiamo Angela. I'm so sorry for bumping into you. I should have been more careful,' she said in rushed Italian. She shook Sofia's hand and found their fingers lingered. "'Don't worry about it. Sophia continued in Italian with another smile. Angela smiled back, holding Sophia's gaze and trying to understand if the smile meant what she hoped it did. Are you from here? Sophia asked. I'm just visiting. I live in Firenze now. Her words sent a shiver down Angela's spine, like electricity, and she suddenly noticed the mystery music, which had caused the collision, had disappeared just as quickly as it had arrived. I'm here for work. I'm from Firenze, too. That's amazing, Sophia said, looking just as surprised. She went on to mention a bar where she worked back in Firenze, and Angela immediately recognised it as her local gay bar. I go there sometimes myself, she said, still struggling to find her words, as she wondered what it would be like to kiss Sophia. I have to work now, but if you like... We could go for an aperitif at this restaurant, I know. The pause stretched out, until finally, Sophia nodded. They arranged to meet there later, before separating. Angela knew she needed to be quick and get back to work, but she dodged down a side alley and pulled out her phone, calling her older brother, Luca, and telling him all about Sophia. I don't think I ever seen you nervous, he said, and she could hear the grin in his voice. You must really like her. Make sure you take her somewhere special. See, si, she said with a sigh, then brightened. I have an idea. Tell me how it goes, Luca said, before she hung up. This could work. She just needed to be quick. At six, she met Sophia at the restaurant, and they ate a light meal with cocktails, both asking questions about where the other was from. Sophia was from Crete, 
and had moved to live with her sister on the mainland for a while, but now lived in Florence, working not only at the bar, but also at a hotel. She'd loved living with her sister, but had wanted to see more of the world, and had jumped at a chance to work in Italy. She was apologetic about her poor Italian, but Angela encouraged her, charmed by how hard Sophia was trying. Sophia asked about her life, and she said she'd always lived in Firenze. "'I wanted to show you somewhere, if you have time,' she said, as they finished their drinks. "'Of course, I'd love to,' Sophia said, leaning closer to her. "'I'm all yours this evening.' "'Ben there,' Angela said, before leading the way to the canal, and hailing a vaporetto. She felt so grateful that the client had agreed to this, but he had been so pleased with her suggestions earlier, that he had been more than glad to do her this favour. She pushed the gate open, and led Sophia into the secluded garden, who gasped when she saw the strings of lights draped through the trees, illuminating the beautiful space. "'Fantastica!' Sophia murmured, looking around in wonder. "'How would you say that in Greek?' Angela asked, brushing Sophia's arm as she began to walk again. Fantasticus. Flowers, now mostly closed, edged the space, trees and rich green bushes behind them, and at the centre a fountain in the middle of flagstones, the water a musical backdrop to their conversation. I wish I could show my family, Sophia said, letting the water run over her fingers. I really miss them. I'm sure you could take a photo for them. They were very supportive when I came out, Sophia continued, taking a few snaps with her phone. I had been very nervous. My family did not take it as well, Angela said, remembering having to leave home at seventeen to stay with a friend. Her parents had refused to speak to her for some time, but Luca had always stuck by her, checking in, cheering her up, and eventually talking their parents round. But you work for your mother. Yes. It will never be the same as before. But it's good now. I think she was just very upset that I can't get married. Sophia nodded understandingly. Anyway, Angela said, taking Sophia's hand and gently pulling her to stand under some star-shaped lights. I didn't mean to make things so serious. I just really wanted to share this place with you. It's so unexpected, Sophia agreed, glancing around. I never would have known such a vibrant place existed. I just always thought of Venezia as water and stone. Thank you for this. Sophia looked up at Angela through her lashes, fingers softly tracing an invisible pattern on Angela's sleeve. Sophia, she began, hearing her voice catch. I'd really like to kiss you. Is that okay? See, si, Sophia said, smiling at her. She let out a little breath of relief and anticipation, before tilting her head and leaning closer, pausing, letting Sophia meet her in the middle. Lips found lips, and she felt a warmth in her chest, knowing in that moment they were meant to find each other, and had many adventures ahead of them.
Love the haiku. Love the sonnet. Love the quatrain and the couplet. Love the words. From East Leeds FM. (laughs) 